Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is PCO Perfect Creation One, and you're listening to Vinny, Barry, and Russellville Podcast. It's a lie! It's a lie! It's a lie! It's a lie! the Russellville Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and my guest today is your hero, Erica Demia. Hello. Hi, Erica. It is good to see you face-to-face like this on Zoom. Right. <laughs> good to see you, too. Yeah, the the uh, the magic of technology, right? We can be in two different states and see each other in real time. It's Right. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it is crazy. Uh, you've been wrestling almost a year. Yep. I, you know, if you follow independent wrestling and if you're on social media, you have to know who Erica Demia is, right? I'm not that popular yet. I'll get there one day, but I'm, I'm hoping that a decent bit of people know who I am. I mean, I get a ton of messages saying I'm a big fan. So, I mean, I guess that's a good sign. Yeah, absolutely. Well, your your presence your presence on social media is strong and uh as you know and and I know, you know, it, it it takes a lot of dedication, a lot of, you know, a lot of time to to do that it, more than, you know, some may think if if they don't participate in that. That's that's one thing. Uh you've been wrestling almost a year. You just turned 19, and you started training when you were 14, and I had mentioned to you that, you know, to me, you, it kind of appears that you've been around, if I didn't know that you've been around the business longer, you know, you've been wrestling longer than one year, that that I would think. So I try to carry myself in a way that makes me seem confident i'm actually a very insecure person uh but i've been around the business my whole life so it's also a case of i'm more comfortable with the business than like a lot of other things i'm just used to it that's like the only thing that's really been consistent 
like throughout my life like I've been like my dad was a wrestler when I was younger so I would always go to the shows that he was at and I would see like the backstage process of all of it so I'm just really used to being around wrestling and wrestlers so maybe maybe that's why I carry myself that way one thing in and when when I'm watching you in the ring you do look like you're confident you do look like you're comfortable in there which is good right because you don't want to look like a fish out of water. Right. That that wouldn't be ideal. So how would you how would you describe your style? Um, I feel like I'm very strike based. Um because it's kind of hard to, like with how tall I am, but also how small I am. It's kind of hard to do anything else because I'm not strong enough to throw people and I'm not like small enough to, you know, like flip and do all of that kind of stuff. So I kind of just like I mostly just stay on the ground. I'm also really scared of heights, too. So that doesn't help anything. So people like to make fun of me. They're like, you're a, you're a hero who can't fly. I'm like, hey, Batman can't fly. Leave me alone. That's right. Yeah, that that's one thing I I did notice. What what is your you are you are tall, right? I mean not not abnormally tall, but I mean for the average girl your age, you're you're a little tall. What are you? I'm five seven and a half, I think. Oh wow, I'm a, a little bit taller than average. You 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 appear that way in your matches. Yeah, you, you know some of the girls that you've been that I've seen you wrestle against, that was the one thing that stood out to me. It was like, wow, she's she's tall. I'm I'm curious of how tall she is. But when you say 5'7", that doesn't sound really tall. Yeah. See, a lot of people look taller on camera. But also, my wrestling shoes, for some reason, they're, they're right here. For some reason, they put lifts in, like, on the bottom of them. So there's, like, a bit of a heel. Oh, okay. That probably adds about an inch, so probably closer to 5'8". Five nine ish, around there. So, what was it about wrestling for you? Fourteen years old, you know, committing to a training program. I'm sure uh, the wrestling bug bit you long before fourteen, but you know, being fourteen years old and saying, "Hey, this is what I want to do," and committing to it. You know, what what was all that like? Honestly, it was all very confusing and conflicting because I really really wanted to do it but there were so many people that told me that I shouldn't or that I couldn't do it like I had a friend at school I was in middle school at the time so I went to school and I told my friend I was like I think I want to be a wrestler and she looked she literally looked at me and said you're way too skinny you're gonna quit within a week and I was like wow thank you for believing in me my dude but my dad was also hesitant on letting me like start training not because he didn't believe in me but because it's very like physically taxing business but it's also a very mentally taxing business and he knows that and he's like are you sure you want to do this because there's no going back he was right there's no going back here i am what is it four or five years later i was still here we had talked a little bit about some girls that started young as well you know we know Billy Starks and Mia Friday and Brittany Brooks, just a couple names off the top of my head. And uh, they're all doing well. And they, you know, you look at them, you watch them, 
wrestle and you think, wow, these girls are amazing wrestlers, you know? Mm -hmm. What do you think the advantage is for someone, you know, starting at 14? Because you're in that class too, where, you know, what, what do you think the advantage is, Erica? Honestly, I think the advantage is our brains aren't quite developed to a point where it's hard for us to learn yet. Because the older you get, the less you're likely to retain and take in. I don't know why that's how it works, but I took a psychology class. So I like did a little bit of studying on stuff like that. So I feel like it's since we are still in school, our brains are so malleable and just taking in all the information. It's just a lot easier for us to learn, but it's also like a disadvantage is it's a little harder for us to understand every aspect. We could be told something and we can know that, but that doesn't mean we necessarily understand it. Because I learned so much when I was 14 and I'm just now getting to the point where I understand what it actually means. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. No, I, I tell you this, because when I turned 30, it was like I started using everything I was taught it, it was it was amazing. It was a, like a magical time for me. It was like, wow, this is, you know, like I finally the lights finally came on, right? But I don't know why that was, but you know, it takes it takes a lot longer for men to mature anyway. So, <laughs> I've I've heard that. I don't know how true that is, but I'll believe it based on some of my friends. What What do you think, Erica? Maybe the disadvantages of doing pro wrestling at a young age like that. I mean, you're, you might be missing out on the typical teenage stuff, right? Or, you know. Yeah, so I'm not really interested in the typical teenage stuff. Like, I never really have been. So that's not really a big thing for me personally. Like, for other people, it might be a thing. They could still be doing that while wrestling, too. I don't know. But I feel like the biggest disadvantage is not having a lot of life experience and people expecting you to already know things that you haven't been through yet and people underestimating you or treating you like you don't know what you're doing even though you're literally trained to know what you're doing at least as far as wrestling goes um a big thing is like for me personally is when I tell people how old I am, they're like, oh, you're just a baby. These opportunities won't matter yet. Or like, you'll get more opportunities. Don't worry so much about this one. I'm like, no, I'm going to make the most of everything I've got because that's, why wouldn't I? I mean, I'm going to try to get somewhere big as quickly as I can. But I also don't want to miss out on like, Small things, if that makes sense. Not that, like, everything's small. I'm rambling. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. that That's all right. You made a lot of sense. You know, what, what is the, the scene like over there in the in the Carolinas? Do you wrestle on both states or mostly North Carolina? Or what's the scene like? Are you staying pretty active? Uh, so I've wrestled in a good bit of companies in North and South Carolina. For the most part, it's pretty okay. Uh, the places that I work is mostly people I already know and people that are like really, really good. But there is a lot of 
bad in the Carolinas. And unfortunately, there's not a lot of wrestling schools that will train their women equally the way that they train their men. So it's kind of harder for women to find a good school to go to. And it's harder for them to get booked places too because they're just not trained the same. I'm not going to name any names because that's that would be a horrible thing to do. Um, but I go to the Palmetto Wrestling Academy in Irmo, South Carolina. And my trainer, his name is Ethan Case. And he had a match with a woman one time. And he told him, if you hold back ever again, I will take you out to the parking lot and we'll settle it there. And ever since then, he's been like, okay, I'm going to train the women exactly the way I train the men. Bar none. And if these and one of his rules is if a guy treats a girl like a girl, they they're no, that's not a thing. That's not something that he's gonna let slide. He's gonna reprimand them for it and he's gonna be like, hey, no, she's here to train just like you are. You are going to treat her like an equal. Yeah, that's good. Well, you know, it's it's a very physical sport, right? As as you know, we all know, and uh, it, you know what? It seems today that their intergender wrestling is more common than it was when I started watching wrestling. Before it was when I started wrestling, uh, watching wrestling when I was fourteen years old, back when we had buggies, right? <laughs> but the women. Wrestling was more of an exhibition, you know? Yeah. You know, it was kind of like the Mickey matches, you know? Or Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't prominent like it is today. And and I and I love what it's turned into. I I I, I love having women on my podcast because I think the story is interesting. I I'm always curious why wrestling? You know, knowing how physical it is, you know, that's my that's my first question is like, and, and, and I don't think that anytime I get a, a, an opportunity to write about women or interview them, I, I just, I just want to do it because it, it is, the scene is so popular. The, the, the women's wrestling is nothing like what it was when I was a kid. It was almost like, okay, we're, we're really not going to talk about that, but. Okay, but it is around. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I know what you mean. That's the unfortunate side of it because a lot of people hear women's wrestling and they think of what it used to be and then it's it gets kind of messy sometimes. Like not like promoters or anything because if a promoter expected something like that, I'd be like, "No, I'm out. Like you keep the money, I'm leaving." I don't want any part of this like luckily that's not happened but there is such thing as custom matches which no i will (laughs) i will never do one of those because like one big reason for me personally like my trainer's wife was like hey erica i hope you know that doing a custom match especially for you is a really bad idea that can get like some dirt on your name can make you look bad like, I'm not saying that people who do custom matches are bad 
wrestlers or anything like that. I just personally, I feel like it wouldn't be a good idea because I'm also 19. I'm barely over being a minor. I feel like that's just a weird thing. And I just don't feel comfortable doing it. People who like doing it, good for them. I'm not going to judge. That's their business. It doesn't affect me. Like, people can do what they want. I'm not going to judge. But I wouldn't do it. Hey, real quick. I mean, for for people who are listening to this and like, what is she talking about? Custom matches are, are like uh, fans wanting to wrestle you, right? Yeah. Sometimes it's like a thing of they want a man and a woman to wrestle or... A man and a man or one woman and one. Yeah. They want someone to wrestle somebody else and do very specific things in it that they can watch it. And I'm like, "Uh, I'm good. No, thank you. Appreciate the offer, but no. It borders fetish. Yeah. Right. That it does. That's why I don't feel comfortable doing it. That's totally different than intergender wrestling. Where you've got a man and a woman competing and fighting and, you yeah. know, Thunder Rosa does that very well. Um, I don't know if you know who Stan Styles is. Do you know Stan Styles? I think so. Well, this this is how I know you're getting traction, too. Because people uh, that I interview on the independent scene are mentioning your name and telling me about you and Stan Styles, you came up in Stan Styles interview, which is at Russellville.com. He's the the cream guy, right? He is. Okay. He has a different name on Facebook. That's why I was like, Oh yes. yes. Yeah, he's the whipped cream guy. Yeah. I know I know who that is. Yeah. We've had a conversation or two. The intergender champion, right? Yeah. And and he said that he thought your style would adapt to his style and he he wanted to, you know, try to get a match with you. And so I, I find it funny. He, his style's comedic. He's, you know, he's got the whipped cream. He got a, a holster with whipped cream and stuff. And right. Very funny guy. And he's hilarious. And he was hilarious in my interview with him. But, you know, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> right? Custom matches and... Intergender matches is totally different. They're very, very different. Like, a lot of my matches have, well, starting out, a lot of my matches were intergender matches because I just wrestled for the companies that surrounded my school. And I'm the only girl that's ever graduated from my school. Just either the other girls can't handle it or they leave because of a guy or they just figure out that it's not for them. I'm not judging. Once again, that's their business, not mine. I'm doing my own thing, but I am the first and only girl so far to graduate from the Palmetto Wrestling Academy. I'm very proud of that fact. (laughs) I worked so hard to get here. And yeah, so a lot of my matches were intergender. Uh, Starting off, I usually had scramble matches, like my first two matches. I don't remember what my third match was. It's a lot of intergender. And I know I had a mixed tag in there somewhere. Where it was, it was like a six-man tag. There was a girl on the other team, and then I was on my team, and then four guys. So there's a lot of mixed stuff that I do. 
Um, but lately I've been wrestling a lot more women because I've been leaving the Carolinas. Like I wrestled in LA recently and I wrestled two girls that I've never wrestled before. That match was a lot of fun. Uh, it's so nice to be able to meet new people when you leave the States because it's like when you stay in the Carolinas, it's the same people over and over again at every single show. And you really get, you get, you work up good chemistry working the same people, but it's also hard to make something that people haven't seen from you guys already. It's easier to fall in a little, little bit of a complacency with the same people over and over right i mean it's 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 hard to get that that pop because you guys have done it so many times together right right you know uh mia was telling me that you know she wrestled mj santana for the first year or so and she was saying that a lot of girls have that one girl that you know that they i have two uh, Selena Rose and Brittany Jade. I've wrestled them both like three or four times. There's one time I wrestled Selena Rose uh, two nights in a row. So there was that. <laughs> that was fun. We had two very different matches, thankfully, and very different audiences because it was like the shows were a good hour and a half away from each other, I think. So it was, it was not too difficult. <laughs> you know, as a performer, you know, I knew that artists and performers wrestlers you know they're kind of they're hard on their self but can you walk away from one of your matches and say you know what that was good that was good or added in the sense of you know i didn't like how that that spot worked out i next time i'm not going to do that i should have done this are you are you a little more critical on yourself or can you walk away and say hey i feel good about that um so I tend to be really critical of myself, and if I do walk away from a match feeling good, I always have my dad at the curtain or, like, later waiting for me, telling me what I needed to fix. So it's, like, he's not, like, negative about it. He's like, hey, you did good, but this could have been better. You should have done this, and we'll work on this later. It's It's always, what do I need to work on rather than oh, that was good, I don't need to work on anything. Or not, like, I always intentionally look for something that I need to get better on because I want to be a good performer. I want to be a good wrestler. I want to be a good sports entertainer. You always have to strive to, in in whatever you do, right? Just, mm-hmm. just keep on, you know, what what can I what can I improve on? What can I do better, you know? And, and that's, I think that's, that goes on with everything in life. I would say so. I would hope so. I feel like a lot of people are like, nah, I can do no wrong. And I I don't understand that thought process because anytime something goes wrong in a match, I assume it's me. And my dad's sometimes like, no, Erica, you did, no, you did what you could there. That's not your fault. You're good. Stop it. Stop being so hard on yourself. So your dad wrestled when he was younger, right? Mm-hmm. And what, what was his career like? Was it was it a long career? Was it, what was it like for him? So he has been wrestling for almost 20 years. He almost retired, but I brought him out of retirement when I told him I wanted to tag with him. So sometimes we tag. He's usually just my manager now, just because he's 40 years old. And, you know, 
the ring that he started in uh, was completely made out of wood. There, it, there was no give in that ring. I know because that's where I started training. This was in Lincolnton, North Carolina, where I live. And that ring was not fun. I took my first bump in that ring. And then when I took my first bump in the ring of the Palmetto Wrestling Academy, I was like, oh my God, it feels like a cloud. It feels so much better. But it's it's hard to find worse than that ring. Uh, so that's why he does he tries not to wrestle too too much anymore. But he has the occasional match at uh, Palmetto Championship Wrestling, which is the promotion that's tied to my academy. So my trainer naturally he books it. So he's like, "Hey, you worked your butt off for so long. I'm gonna make sure you get your due." And he pretty much stayed in the same place for almost 20 years and they never gave him a lot of credit he's in a documentary uh called fake it so real he's gonna be very mad that i told the internet about this uh it's on amazon um and you can see just how much people tend tended to underestimate him and kind of take advantage of him and take him for granted and all of that and Luckily, I have a lot of good friends now that are like, hey, you deserve better. We're going to give you better. And that it makes me so happy because I watched him work for so long. He made the flyers for that place for years. And me and him would go out and put them up because people hated doing it. Right. So we took the, the fall and we just did it so people wouldn't have to. So people would come to our shows. And... No one cared. And that upsets me because my dad is literally my hero. He is like my favorite person in the world. And I'm like, what? what is wrong with you people? Why are y'all like this? But that place doesn't exist anymore. So. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like they shed themselves in the foot. So there you go. And the moral of the story is be nice to people. Please, please be nice to people. Please just recognize what people do for you. And try not to take them for granted. I know that's easier said than done. But just work on it, Jesus. You know, and it, it's gotta it's gotta be you know well, you said in the beginning, you know, your your dad was supportive, yet he was leery, right? I mean because yes. he's you know, he he understands. He he gets it, right? You know, it's physical, it's mental, like you said. And, you know, not everybody is you know, you got good people and bad people everywhere. Not yep. not just wrestling. I, I've met some of the best people in my life in wrestling, you know? Uh, I, I've made some great, amazing friends. Uh, some of the wrestlers, other reporters like myself, interviewers, I, I, I've made some great friends. So, you know, but everywhere. You 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 run into not very nice people. And, and, and that's, you know... It, it might be a small percentage, but yeah, it still it still stings, right? Yeah, it does. It especially when you are under twenty years old and people are just nasty. And it's it's some people say, oh, it's like high school. It's really not because you have to deal with these people for the rest of your life. Like when you're out of high school, you're done. You don't have to deal with them anymore. But if, if you're all in the business together, you just got to deal with it. And it sucks. 
Like, you get used to it, but it still sucks. Doesn't take away from it. It just, I just wish people could at least pretend to be nice sometimes. Like, sometimes if I don't like somebody, I, I don't make it known because it's personal. It has nothing to do with anybody else. It's not their business. It's my own. And if I'm the one making a problem, that's my fault. That just makes me look dumb. So what's the point? Yeah, you were talking about how you and your dad used to put flyers out for the show and he'd make the flyers and stuff. So I noticed on one of your flyers that you were, you know, saying, hey, I'm available for dates and whatnot. And you said that you were willing to promote the show, which you would you would think that anyone getting broke would be willing to do that. But, you know, that's one of the biggest complaints I've heard from promoters is they they book all these talents and they're not promoting the show. Going back to that story with your dad, I mean, obviously that was something that was instilled in you as a as a young girl, right? Yeah. So I honestly don't understand why people don't promote where they're going to be. Like, if you are embarrassed of the show, don't work that show. Work somewhere else. You can get other bookings. And promote the shows that you're going to be at. It's going to sell tickets, which can get you more money because you're going to sell merch. And it makes people like, oh, if this place wants her, maybe I want to bring her in. I want to pay her. I want to, like, not that pay is the important part, but, like, some some places don't like to pay people because they don't think they're worth it, uh, which is bullcrap because we are beating our bodies up. <laughs> why we we do that for free uh that's what my dad did for a long time he did it for free and i absolutely refused because he is in horrible condition no <laughs> not doing that he couldn't pay for his hospital bills like i mean he could because of like you know shoot jobs or whatever but why if if there's a liability why wouldn't you get paid for it? You could get injured. You could get killed. This business is not safe. <laughs> not that any business is. But there are so many things that can go wrong. And why would you do it for free? I don't know. Sometimes, like, for the experience, I understand. But on, like, a consistent basis, I don't think anybody should do it for free. Because... We're all worth more than that because we put time and effort into becoming wrestlers and safe. <laughs> Most of us, at least. There are some people who were... I saw a post this, where someone was like, no, I don't want professional training. I trained myself. And I'm like, that's terrifying. No, thank you. <laughs> Other places are going to want to bring you in that can get your name out there, that can get you seen. And like... It just makes you better. It gets you to more places. It's yeah. Well, I don't get the thought process. It, it, Every it, time I've had a show, it's posted. Yeah, it's kind of a no-brainer, right? I, I mean, but I, like I said, I hear that complaint from promoters, and then when I saw that you you did that, I was like, well, wow, that's that's what promoters want, you know? I mean, someone that that's willing to do that, but you know, it, it's you would think that that's a that's a given. So, Erica, where would you like to see yourself within, say, two to three years? 
Oh, I I will have wanted to travel all over the United States, maybe go to Europe and definitely go to Japan. I want to go to Japan so badly. Like, I'm a huge anime nerd and I love all things like that. So just to go to Japan is a dream. And to get to wrestle in Japan, Kenny Omega is my favorite wrestler. So, I mean... If I got to wrestle in Japan, I'd I could die happy, honestly. <laughs> it would it would look good on the resume. Yes, it would. <laughs> Wrestling in Japan. I mean, not dying happy. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to wrestle in obviously New Japan, DDT, and Stardom. Those are like top places. I'll wrestle anywhere. But those are like goals, like specific goals within Japan. That makes sense. Well, Erica, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your career. You were a lot of fun to talk to. You have a you have a good head on your shoulders. As I said in the beginning, you do come off like you've been around the business a little longer. You come off like you're a little older than I do. You're you know, you're a lot of fun to talk to, but you're there is a lot of wisdom. So hats off to you. You know, keep on uh keep on being smart and 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 making the right decisions in this business. And I and I believe that you'll go you'll go far. I'll definitely do my best. I really appreciate you saying that. Thank you. You're listening to the WrestleVille Podcast, where wrestling lives. It's your boy, Dirty Cam, and that's Cam with a K. And I'm A-R-2. And we are the The Russell Twins. And you're listening to the The Russellville Podcast. The Russellville Podcast is brought to you by no other. Your host, Vinny Barry, the GOAT, you already know. And he brings you some of the greatest professional wrestlers around the globe giving you the full exclusive details on their personal and professional lives. But wait, there's more. Do you like books? I like books, Cameron. You like books? Of course. Well, man, look, the Russell Twins just declared that you are in luck. All you have to do is visit WrestleVille.com.